Snapchat, Snapchat, Snapchat. <laughs> All of a sudden, I have friends that want to talk to me. Everyone comes out of the woodworks to text you now. Now, when I'm trying to record. Your hair looks cute like that. Like this? Yeah. And it was just in a ponytail. Thanks. What about my hair? It's very cute. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Your hair's very cute. Thanks. <laughs> I'm glad that that was the start of it. Not yeah. us introducing ourselves, <laughs> just us being our normal dysfunctional selves. I think that introduces us enough. Yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Sia. I'm M. Um. <laughs> 90% of this is just gonna be us laughing. Yeah. Because we don't know how to like function like normal be human beings when we're not being recorded. Hopefully this will get better the more we do more it. We do it. <laughs> I give us four weeks until we like give up. Like four episodes. I will. We'll see. I will buy a pizza and we can celebrate for the fifth episode if we make it that far. Okay. 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 Deal. 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 Um, this is. I should not clap. Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> um, so this is girls, ghosts, and trauma jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to talk about the drama jokes a little- drama? Tr drama? I'm, I'm already struggling. I mean, yeah, we can talk about drama I jokes. Mean, we can- Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but trauma jokes, I do want to preface this by saying that if we laugh during inappropriate parts, it's not us being rude to, like, victims or anything like that. It's just our- Dark senses of humor yeah. that come from <laughs> trauma. Our shitty traumatic childhood. Exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> please don't get mad at us. We're we'll we'll work on it. Yeah. Um Will we? No, because that's kind of who we are. That's Yeah. So if you're not here for that, then What do you do in You're here? in the wrong place. <laughs> Go elsewhere. <laughs> Basically, I also want to say we will not have a schedule. There's not going to be a specific day this will be out. Goal is once a week. Might not happen. No specific day because we're both dysfunctional and don't know how to live our adult lives. So. I don't I don't know what I'm doing with myself. Yeah. So. I had to drag her into this. I was like, we've been joking around about starting a podcast for a while. But she's she is not someone that if she doesn't know if it's going to be successful, she's not getting into it. She's not going to do it. Yeah, that's- yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I physically had to be like, okay, we're recording this day, you don't get a fucking choice. We're doing it. Oh, also, speaking of the F word, this is not a safe for work. <laughs> this is not gonna be- If you're in the car with your children, maybe don't. Maybe don't. Maybe don't. There's gonna be language. There's gonna be inappropriate jokes. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about murder cases 90% of the time, so also that. It's gonna be like ghost stories, murder cases, myths and legends stuff like that i liked jason's um three random girls three random stories thing yes so maybe they can just all be random yeah yeah so it's basically whatever we want to talk about that day um whatever stories we want to bring to the table we're each going to tell a story each episode except for this episode because emma did not bring anything to the table i'm here to listen She's and give my input yes yes exactly <laughs> the only other ideas we have besides murder cases and stuff is again shitty ex stories yeah i have a lot to say about that so yeah. we're gonna have to dedicate one week f to shitty exes yeah full hour episode oh yeah <laughs> So i like how we talk we're talking about this like it's going to be more than ali and asia listening 
I don't I don't even want them to listen. I don't know. <laughs> Allie, um, I love you. If you could click off. Um. <laughs> if both of you could just leave the room, that would be great. Be See you later. We're not talking shit. We're just dysfunctional and sound like fucking idiots. Yeah. So, so they can definitely hear us vaping in the background. We're also nicotine addicts, fun fact. Oh my god, so I wrote this, like, little itinerary, I guess is the right word, about, like, what to say in the beginning, and I was like, oh, we should give some background on how we met, when I realized, for some reason, I don't remember us actually physically meeting. I just remember us being friends. Mm, yeah, I do not remember the day I met you. No. Nope. I just remember us being friends. We've known each other for probably like eight years i'm gonna guess because i don't want to do math 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 20 21 damn i was wrong i was very wrong 12 years shit so that's that's something that's something (laughs) i also wrote down get any tangents out now you insufferable bitches exact words i wrote down Oh, okay. Um, So anything you want to talk about? Anything that happened in your week? Anything bad? Good? You were there for my entire week, so (laughs) we can probably just move on from that. that. What, you don't want to talk about how everyone at the DMV probably saw your ass? No. No. (laughs) No, I did not. No. (laughs) We're going to pretend like that didn't happen. Didn't happen. Okay, so immediately moving on, um, I'm going to be telling you, you're in for a wild ride. Okay. I'm going to be telling you the story of the- You're gonna be louder. Oh, okay, alright. <laughs> like I mentioned before, I wasn't talking loud enough. Um, my bad. <laughs> my bad. Um, I'm going to be telling you about the DL to Love Pass incident, which is one of my favorite stories. Um, you're in for a wild fucking ride. It is absolutely insane. It's very confusing. Oh god, I'm gonna um, have so many questions. Yeah, it's confusing enough not to mention my very dysfunctional notes with probably not the right information or enough information. So I put this okay. together literally last night and that's all the research yeah. I did. I'm gonna be judging you. Please, please do. Please do. I'm going to. Also, this happened in Russia, so n- please don't get mad at me for how I'm about to pronounce all these like names of the places and people because I'm it's gonna be wrong it's gonna be rough it's it's gonna be wrong we're aware it's gonna be wrong just, just you're gonna have to deal with it we're gonna do our best <laughs> well she's gonna do her I'm best. Gonna do my best also if anyone can hear the fans going in the background please don't judge we are not using a mic and it's hot as fuck so you're just gonna have to fucking deal with it. Yeah, I can I can smell my sweat just <laughs> forming inside of my body, or however that works. However <laughs> that works. <laughs> We're not fucking scientists here. Okay, so on January 27th, 1959, 10 hikers... 59, okay. 59, yes. Okay. So, long ass time ago. Before my mom was born. Before so, your yeah. mom was born, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Um, Ten hikers left for a skiing expedition in the northern parts of the Ural Mountains in Russia. Question. Does this story have cannibalism in it? No. Okay. Would would that have been a problem? No, just wondering. (laughs) Just wondering. Okay, no. It was led, the group was led by Igor Dyatlov, who the pass is named after now. 
and the group was possibly dispatched. It's kind of rumored. We're not really sure who they were, like, the expedition was, like, funded by or, like, sent out by. Um, but it was possible it was the local Komosamo organization, aka the All Union Lanius Young Communist League, which was a political youth organization in the Soviet Union. All the members were recent graduates from the Ural Polytechnical Institute. Um, there were eight men and two women. The only one who was like not in their 20s or like a recent graduate was 37-year-old Semyon Zolotaryov, who was added last minute to the group. Okay. So they're all like our age, basically. Yeah, they're all in their like early 20s, besides Except our- for this one dude. This one dude, they were just threw him in there. It's okay, that was Steve with us. Steve? <laughs> Steve camping with us. Yeah. Oh, we love you, Steve, if you're listening. You're probably- don't listen. <laughs> Please turn back. Also, I would like to preface this by saying each member was a certified grade 2 hiker with okay. previous ski tour experience. So this was not their first rodeo. They are pretty good at this. They were actually supposed to receive their grade 3 certification upon return of the expedition, okay. which grade 3 was the highest like certification you could get in the Soviet Union at the time. Okay. So they were... They, they were knew, up there. Yeah, they knew what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. This was They're not their first time. Yeah. Um, they, the first day, like, the when they began, they got their route book, which stated they would be following the number five trail, which this was approved by the city council. Like, the city council approved this group going out. So even the city council oh, was weird. like, hey, yeah, you guys got this. This is safe. You can do this. Whack. Yes. Let me guess. It was not safe. Um, we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> So they left on January 23rd, 1959. Their goal was to uh, to go to the far northern regions of the Sverdlovsk. <laughs> I just butchered that. Moving right along. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Um, their goal was to basically reach the upper streams of the Lazva River, which is in the Sverdlovsk province in Russia. Um, okay. and in that province is the town of Ivdel, which they arrived in on January 25th, where they then took a truck to Vizhai, where they were seen purchasing loaves of bread so that they could keep their energies levels up, and wow words, energy levels up for the following day's hike. And that was one of the last times they were all seen alive. Just buying a fuck ton of bread? Buying a- that's how I would want to go out, honestly. It depends on what kind of bread, like, ooh, sourdough bread, or, I don't know, any form of bread, actually. Anything. Yeah, I- Bread rolls. If I knew I was gonna die within the next 24 hours, I would absolutely go to the store and buy- Just grab myself a loaf of bread, I'm gonna be buttering that shit and eating it. Like, I would rob- get me. I would rob Subway for all their bread. <laughs> yes. Be like, give me all your bread, bitches. <laughs> I love Subway bread, oh my god, it's so good. Yet their sandwiches absolutely suck. The sandwiches suck, but the bread, the bread is, is so stuff. good. Do you think you can buy the Subway bread? I don't know. I need that in my life. Someone reduce the We're gonna the look into that. Us. Yeah, well- Can I go into Subway and just buy bread? We'll let you guys know. We'll update you. Um, or you update us. Yeah, because we're lazy piece of shit and we'll probably forget. <laughs> but they began their journey on January 27th. And everything went well for about 24 hours until January 28th when Yuri Yudin turned back because of knee and joint pain. Is that the old guy? 
no, that was oh. not the old guy. This was, he was in his 20s. He was one of the recent graduates. Um, he had previously suffered from a rheumatism and a congenital heart defect. I don't know if I said that right, but it basically affects like your joints and shit oh. like that. Okay. So. So he's like, oh no, can't yeah. do this. I'm dipping out. Yeah, which was it sounds it sounds weird to me because like he's done this before. So how? Maybe he was getting bad vibes. Did maybe. he make it back alive? Yeah. yeah. No, he made it back alive. Okay. He's good. He's he's chilling. Well, not anymore. He died in 2013, but oh. <laughs> he was chilling. <laughs> maybe he just had bad vibes. Maybe, maybe his body was telling him. Maybe. His body was like. No, dude, this is a bad idea. Yeah, something's about to happen. Go home. <laughs> um, but the remaining nine hikers continued, and according to diaries and cameras that were found, um, besides it's like having those things, we don't really know what happened from then on out. It's only Whoa. like di the diaries and cameras yeah. that tell us. So according to them, on January 31st, the group arrived at the edge of the pass and began to prepare to climb. And then the next day, they began moving through the pass. Um, some people believe that the hikers planned on like getting completely through the pass before camping mm -hmm. outside of it through the night. They just did not. Didn't want to stop. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously that didn't happen. Because okay. apparently that day in that area, there was some really bad weather. There was snowstorms, which made it super hard to see. And they ended up somehow deviating away from their path. Uh-oh. Yeah. They started heading west towards the top of a mountain, which is called Kolat Siakul. What direction were they initially traveling in? I'm not sure about that. Oh. For some reason, I couldn't find it, but they deviated, like, west towards their path. Okay. Or away from their path. Um, which, fun fact, to Kolat Siakul, the mountain that they, like, went up on accident, mm -hmm. uh, one of the meanings for that is Dead Mountain. Oh! Yeah. Oh, that's no bueno. No. Oh. I don't know about you, but if I'm going on, like, a hiking- First off, if I'm going on a long-ass hiking trek in general, call the cops. Because there's no way I'm in my right mind in deciding to go on a skiing adventure. Yeah, no. But second off, also, if I'm going to a place called Dead Mountain, obviously something's wrong there. Clearly, you um, need a little- you need some help. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some mental help. Exactly. Rather than moving downhill uh, about a mile to a forested flat area to camp, they decided to make camp on the slope of the mountain. Why would you do that? Yeah, which is really weird. Like, obviously we, if we were in this situation, we wouldn't go the extra mile because we're dumbasses and also out of shape, but these are like expert hikers. Yeah. A mile is nothing to them. Why like, would you not? Yeah. But according <sighs> to uh, Yudin, who which is the one that left early, he thought that maybe uh, Igor, the leader, didn't want to lose the altitude they gained and decided to practice camping on the slope. That still doesn't make sense. Yeah, no. It, it's it's a little, it's a little confusing. Which, like, I feel like if you're experienced, you'd know, like, oh, maybe we shouldn't camp on this slope. Yeah. Yeah. They had planned to, at the latest, get back by the 12th of February. Um, that's what they had told their, like, sports group or whoever sent them out or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's what they had told them. Like, that was the plan. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't show up, and... What day did they leave? They left the 23rd. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. That's still a long time. Well, they technically left the town they were in on the 23rd. They actually started going up the mountain on the 27th. Okay. But the people who, like, sent them out didn't worry or, like, call anyone because, quote, delays of a few days were common with such expeditions. How long did they wait until they... I don't know. And at the latest is the key word for me. Like, 12th was at the latest. So you would think by, like, the 13th, they're like, mm, maybe we should start to worry, but they just didn't think anything yeah. of it. And it wasn't until February 20th when relatives of the hikers demanded a rescue op- operation be put together to find where they were. Oh my goodness. And fun fact, the first rescue groups consisted only of students and teachers who were volunteers. Oh my goodness. No professionals? Nope. It wasn't until a few days later when the army and police finally got involved and sent out helicopters and shit. Oh my goodness. They're really, their government, you guys are doing great over there, you guys. Um, especially since on February 26th is when they finally found the campsite of the hikers, and it wasn't even the cops that found them, it was a student. Oh my god, of course, of course it was. Like, what are y'all doing? Of course. You guys are obviously doing great. Um, the campsite the student had found was completely ruined. Um, the tent was torn down, and inside were the hikers' clothes, boots, and maps. And there was some food laid out that made it look like they were getting ready for a meal. Um, and the tent had been cut open from the inside. Weird. Yeah, which also, how do you tell that, like, maybe I'm just stupid, but how do you tell if a t- tent is, like, cut out open from the inside or the outside? Probably with the direction that the flap falls in, I would think. Maybe, so if you cut it from the, the inside, it's gonna fall outward. I get that, but, like, the tent was, like, down. Oh. But like, I don't was, know. Yeah. Don't so know. it was confusing to me. Um, also, fuck the zipper, I guess. Yeah, like, um, okay. I feel like it takes- cut my own door. I feel like it takes more time to take out a knife, stab it through and slice it, than it does I don't know, those tent zippers. That's true, that's true. If I have to pee really bad- (laughs) You're just gonna pull out a knife our next camping trip. (laughs) I wake up to the tent cut open. Yeah, you might. Sorry, I had to pee. Um, they found nine sets of footprints in the snow, um, some that suggested that they were in only socks or even barefoot, which means they left in an obvious hurry. Wait, and their clothes were inside? Like, the clothes they were wearing or their extra clothes? Both. Uh, so they're just, like, walking around naked? Basically. In the snowy forest? I'll get there. Okay. It's really fucking weird. Okay. Um, also to set up basically where they found the bodies, I'm just gonna kind of like try to explain like the layout. Basically there was a tent and then farther off there was a campfire and then farther away from that was a tree. Okay. Okay. So they first found out by the tree, they found the bodies of 21 year old Yuri Durinchenko and 23 year old Yuri Krivonishenko. Um, both were shoeless and in only their underwear. The tree that they were under, the branches above them were broken, suggesting that someone or something was climbing above them, um, whether it be them or something else. So they could have, like, been climbing the tree and then the branches fell and then they fell and died? Yes, however, they had, like, no broken bones or anything. Both had seemingly frozen to death. And both had burn marks and multiple abrasions. 
burn marks where i'm not sure where but they had burn marks like what and this was in the middle of winter like this was february so it was like we live in montana so imagine yeah. winter here yeah except worse because it's russia um they then found between the tree and the tent near the campfire they found 23 year old igor diatlov the leader 22 year old zanata komogorova and 23 year old rustam slobodin they died in poses that suggested that they were trying to make it back to the tent like they were trying to crawl back to the tent and hmm. rustam slobodin had a i guess a small crack in his skull weird it then took another two months for them to find the other four bodies oh shit so it wasn't until may 4th of 1959 um, that they found 23-year-old Nikolay Theobo Brignol, 24-year-old Alexander Kalevatov, 37-year-old Semyon, who we talked about earlier, and 20-year-old Lyudmila Dumanina. Um, they were found in a ravine 246 feet away from the tree that the first two bodies were found. How the heck did they get over there? Yep, that's the question. <laughs> what the heck? Also, this is the list of injuries that they had. Oh, goodness. Here we go. Nikolay had a caved-in skull. Alexander had a deformed neck and was missing his eyebrows. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> same, Jeffree Star. but like... <laughs> what? Someone just took his eyebrows? Someone no just one stole knows. his eyebrows? I, I, no he just clue. lost them. He just, just misplaced them. them. Yeah, he missed. He, he just know, like lost them in the snow off. somewhere. He took them off in the tent. Forgot to put them back on. Put them back on. <laughs> um, it gets worse. Uh, Semyon and Ludmilla both had fractured chests and ribs. Oh jeez. According to Boris Vorosdeni, which I could not find any information on this man. Apparently, he's some professional or some shit. Who knows? I really did great on my research here. Yeah. Um, according to him, the force required to cause such damage would have to be extremely high, almost like a car crash. Oh, so like, yeah, well, yeah, those are like kind of traumatic injuries. Yeah. However, there were no external wounds associated with the fractures. No, like, like scratches Scratch, or scratches. bruises or... No. How, do you, how does that even happen? Mm-hmm. How do you break your ribs with no bruising? And the fact that it had to be such, like, an extreme force is what's confusing as well. Did someone just, like, pick them up and yeet them into the trees? Well, even then, you'd get, like, cuts and scrapes and, like, you'd probably yeah, get wait, a gash. Yeah, wait, that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, this is where you're going to hate me. Oh, my God. And I apologize. Both Semyon and Ludmilla were missing their eyeballs. Oh, God. While Ludmilla was also missing her tongue, parts of her lips, some facial tissue, and fragments of her skull bone. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep. Yep. Okay, so that's pretty clear that someone else did this to her. Because you don't just, like, lose your lips. <laughs> that's where it gets tricky. Because... So they made they obviously opened a case for this because yeah. that's what they considered at first. They were like, "Well, obviously someone murdered like, these this people." This is a homicide. Like, there's like... no way that this was happened just randomly. So they opened a case, and they first off hid this like file from the public for a really long time. 
they basically the points the main points on the file were one six members died of hypothermia and three of fatal injuries to kind of give some details it was anywhere between negative 13 degrees fahrenheit to negative 22 degrees fahrenheit that night wait did the rest of the the campers that were found at the campsite did they have any injuries like that or did they just lay down and die um the ones by the like the campfire mm -hmm. um one of them had a like a small crack in his skull but besides oh, yeah. that they were just like looked like they were trying to crawl back to their tent but they had died of hypothermia yeah so they just like froze to death basically yeah and um, then all of these guys died from like really bad injuries yeah um weird. and at first because they were like oh this must be a murder case they had thought it was a nearby indigenous tribe which had known to be like apparently a little culty or i'm not sure just violent i guess murdery according to wikipedia they had been known to be violent oh. um but after interrogating them they realized that it was not them and plus there was no indication of other people nearby like no other footprints in the snow yeah oh yeah that's true wait yeah wait mm -hmm. no other footprints there were nine sets and there were nine people i hate that so much mm -hmm. um, the victims had died six to eight hours after their last meal um, their guess is that they died on the first which means that their bodies sat for 20 days before the first search party was sent out oh my god 26 days before their bodies were actually found Ugh. yeah this is my favorite some levels of radiation were found on one of the victim's clothing just the clothing just the clothing how's that happen no fucking clue how's just one piece of one dude's clothing mm -hmm. moving on moving on <sighs> they the official like public announcement of what the like cause of death was was quote a compelling natural force what kind of natural force? No clue. Yes, because those snowstorms will really take your eyeballs out sometimes. They're gonna snatch your lips. <laughs> yeah. I can see the eyebrows thing, because maybe, like, the hairs, they would freeze off. Maybe. But besides that, it's like... None of this makes any sense. No, it really doesn't. Um, they said that they were... They did try to say that they were trying to get away from an avalanche that had fallen on their tent. Um, okay. however, there were no obvious signs of an avalanche in the area, and they actually opened up this case again in, like, I believe 2013 or 2014, don't quote me on that, but they did a bunch of research in this area, mm -hmm. and apparently it was <clears throat> unlikely for an avalanche to happen at all oh. in that area. Plus, so, they're just pulling shit out of their ass. Yeah, and even if it did, it would have gone over their tent. Yeah and plus not to mention it wouldn't make sense for the bodies to be so spread apart as they were and they were like crawling back to their tent yeah and plus the footprints in the snow they would have been covered yeah and the bodies only had a small layer of snow over them obviously because they had been dead for 26 days yeah but it's nothing crazy yeah th which means it probably snowed once yeah when they were dead probably yeah also fun fact if it was an avalanche, you'd think they'd be running to get away from the tent. Instead of going back to the tent. Yes. Yeah. Not only that, but the footprints that were there, they studied them, and it showed that they were walking at a normal human pace. That's even creepier. 
Why were they just walking barefoot in the snow? I hate that. Yeah. That's so creepy. Obviously, no one believed this theory. Like, everyone yeah, was no. like, government, you're fucking stupid. Like, you can put that back up your ass. Yeah. So, some people started to, like, get conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Some people believed it might have been aliens or yetis. Um, some people kind of brought up the idea that it might have been a fight broke out because there were eight men and two women. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, maybe sexual tension happened, someone got in a fight, killed the others, then everyone died of hypothermia. But that wouldn't explain as to why they're all naked. Yeah. Well, they were in the tent, a fight broke out, cut out, they're fighting in the area, so that makes sense. However, what catches me on that is, you know, when I get in a fight, I don't typically take out the other person's eyeballs. No. Like, <laughs> if it was, like, one crazy person, who would it be? And how can you tell? Because exactly. they're all dead. Yeah. Yeah. So did they also, just, like, kill themselves in the same way? Like, no. Yeah, no. Plus, not to mention that the, again, the injuries from what they said had to be a, like, extreme force. So it wouldn't make sense for one person to do that. No. The best theory that people came up with, they think it might have been the USSR testing radioactive weapons because this was in the middle of like the Cold War period. Mm -hmm. um, and the hiker that actually turned back, Yuri Yudin, believed this until the day he died. Okay. Yeah. Which would explain like the radioactive, like maybe they were testing weapons and they didn't know the hikers were up there. And then that would also explain why they hid the files. And, like, yeah. they hid the diary, they hid the cameras, like, they hid all that stuff for, like, years. But how would they have killed them? Like, why would they have killed them? I'm not sure. And honestly, that is all the information on this case. Oh. No one knows what actually happened. They keep trying to say it's an avalanche, but it just, it makes no sense. People are still confused. It's been 60 years and people are still like, yeah, yeah what the fuck happened? That's crazy. And if anyone wants more information on this, the sites that I used were abc.net, wikipedia, and history.co.uk, if anyone would like to take a look at those. Uh, and that is all the information I have. Wow. Yep. That's... That, wow. <laughs> Left you open-ended on that one. Yeah, I hate that. So take much. what you will from that. Um... I would like to leave it where I found it. <laughs> leave it where you found I'm it. I'm gonna like close up that book in my mind and just yeah. like not think about it because none of that makes any sense. You know, I thought that too, but I heard about this case when I was 16 and I've thought about it every single day for the past few years of my life. Okay. Mm hmm Well, um, I hate that. You know, missing eyeballs and tongues. <laughs> that makes no sense who would have done that like how no how clue. does that happen no idea how is that radioactive weapons no fucking clue and like Skinwalkers. if it wasn't radioactive why would you say it because that would make more sense why would there be radioactive radioactive skinwalkers Radio <laughs> stop saying it you're fine, shut up. <laughs> Everyone's clicked off, they're like, these bitches are psycho. <laughs> You're fine. <sighs> Not fine, I'm gonna die in my sleep tonight because you- I'm gonna look out the window, there's gonna be a fucking animal standing on its hind feet outside. It's gonna be a deer on its hind feet. But that would make more sense than anything else. Yeah. Just saying. That's true, that's very true. <sighs> See, this is usually where you would 
You see, we need an hour-long episode, and this is where you would usually bring in a story. Okay, but this are. is the first episode, so it's fine. It's fine. We've got a... That's my excuse. That's your excuse? Yep. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, that was our episode. It was hella fucking short. I'm sorry. Next week, we will have our shit together. No, we won't. Emma will have a story. No, she won't. <laughs> yeah, she will. <laughs> or I will find another story to tell, I guess. Put in double the research. Yeah, you can do all the work and I'll just sit here and yes. listen to stories every week. Sit here and I was about to say look pretty, but I guess sound pretty. I don't know. Do I sound pretty? I need to ask Jason if he thinks <laughs> I would be good at phone sex. What the fuck? Every time we go to drive through places, he would judge people's voices and be like, mm, she'd be good at phone sex. So if I... I don't know. I need Jason's opinion on my voice. <laughs> Do I sound pretty? <laughs> Anywho, that was fun. Um, I hate that story. Um, You're gonna hate every story I tell you. I wish that there was more information on that because that's crazy. And it happened so long ago. So for there not to be any information makes me angrier. Yeah, it's, in my opinion, one of the biggest unsolved mysteries out there. And the fact that, like, they keep trying to push the avalanche theory, it just doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. No, that's just, like, not... It doesn't sound possible yeah. or probable. Some said that it might have been, like, not an avalanche, but, like, an avalanche slab. Like, a slab of ice above them fell on the tent. But even that, like, there was no slab on the tent. Like, I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> you know, just have to travel back in time. See what the fuck happened. What were on the cameras? Just pictures of them and the... No clue. That shit wasn't released? It was released to his, to one of the people's daughters but it wasn't released to the public. I guess the diaries have been released to the public. I did not look at the diary entries, because again, I'm doing really great at this research thing. But I do know in one of the diaries, one of the hikers actually wrote on his way up, he's like, I'm so excited for this. I wonder what will happen. Oh gosh. So. We need to find out if they like wrote anything on the day that they died. Maybe, I mean, I can look it up really fast. Yeah. Okay, hold music. <laughs> Okay, so looking at the diary entries, apparently they had, I believe on the 30th, they were all kind of like tensions were high and someone didn't want to set up the tent and like, so they were angry about that and the leader was like, no, you need to do it. So they were forced to set up the tent. Um, so to kind of like ease the tension, they celebrated the birthday of someone that night because they were all like, they did not want to be there anymore. Mm -hmm. They were like, just morale kind of over, was low all, over all of each other yeah and yeah. um, so they celebrated the birthday of someone even though it wasn't actually their birthday that day oh. yeah <laughs> and then the next day which is the last diary entry of the leader igor diatlov on um, february 31st 31st yeah okay. they had passed a hunter said hi to him and then he left and they continued walking through and then that was the last diary entry. They settled down for the night and then started moving through the pass the next day. And that was the last diary entry. There was nothing like weird besides the tensions no. in the group, which is obviously normal if you're going on a trip. For that long. With a bunch of people in that kind of conditions. Yeah, it's like stressful condition. Yeah. yeah. Like that's kind of normal. So. Oh, that makes me even angrier. Yeah. More questions now than there is answers. Ah! Well, 
There you go. Thanks for that. No problem. There's the story of the Diot Love Pass incident. Oh my gosh, that is so freaky. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they were, like, walking out of, like, they had cut open the tent, like, they were in a hurry, didn't have shoes on, like, they were in a hurry, but then they were walking, like, the footsteps seemed as if they were just walking at a normal pace. Because footsteps are different, like, yeah. whether you're running or walking, but the distance apart from each other seemed like they were just walking. Demonic possession, maybe? Possibly. They I all mean, got possessed. In the mountains, and like. The demon just threw uh, just went inside of its body and broke its and bones and then left. Apparently the, like, place where, like, they found the bodies where they were missing the eyes and stuff, they were near a creek, so it might have, like, could have been wildlife. Deteriorated, deteriorated the, mm -hmm. like, eyes and stuff, but that still doesn't make sense on, like, the missing tongue and stuff. Like, could it have been wildlife? Like, to take the tongue, like, yeah. cut out the tongue from someone's mouth? Like, she was missing her tongue completely. So, I don't know. Like, plus it was in the middle of winter. And if it was a bear or, like, a no cougar or something, steps. you would have, like, yeah. That makes no sense. So, just the whole thing is a weird situation. I hate all of it. Yeah. There's no answers. No answers. Thanks. I really started I off it. this podcast with a, with, a, with a doozy. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for listening. Um, not... Thank you for that horrible story. Yeah, no problem. Just really thought I'd <laughs> jump in head first, throw you in head first. I guess so. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Well. <laughs> well, uh, if you have any stories you want us to tell, um, if you want to email us at. Give me a second. <laughs> GGTJ period podcast at gmail.com. Go for it do your thing <laughs> took you a minute to think about that i just made the email literally today so okay yeah um so feel free to email us depending on how many listeners we get i might set up an instagram maybe maybe put a venmo link in there if you want to <laughs> fund our little adventure <laughs> it'd be nice if we could have mics and headphones but it's okay. fine yeah sorry for the fan noises and the vape noises. Yeah. Nicotine addiction noises. It's, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. Yeah, fun little story time. Yeah. <laughs> was it really? Well, moving on. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to shout out your social media? No. Nope. Because I don't, I don't want people to know who I am. Nope. <laughs> okay. No thanks. Bye. Stay safe out there. Bye.